Hey there! Thank you for checking out the Battleface podcast. This project was born as a way for me and my buddy Derringer to talk about all the nerdy things that we like, and we'd love for you to be a part of the conversation. Check us out on YouTube and Instagram at the Battleface. Now, on to the episode. The Battleface podcast is broadcast live on Fridays and Sundays, and we encourage you to come hang out and chat with Bard and Dare live. Now, prepare to declare attacks. You are entering the Battleface. Hello, everyone. You have entered the battle phase. It is I, the Midnight Bard, your favorite bard. And the thirst is real. Joining me as always is everybody's favorite co-host with the most ghosts, Derringer. Now in Dorito Ranch flavor. Now in Dorito Ranch flavor. Ah, yes. Welcome to the Battle Phase podcast, the weekly podcast where Dare and I talk about all the nerdy stuff that we enjoyed uh, throughout the week, if it came across our feeds, be that via Twitter, Instagram, uh, threads. We have threads now. Uh, you yeah, know, yeah, that's Twitter it, threads or X threads or whatever they call it now. It's These a, kids in their naming conventions. Yeah, it's Instagram threads, but yeah, you know, like it's it's the Instagram Twitter like option. Uh, you know, in case you don't you don't like uh, what do you call it? Twitter, Twitter, which is called X now. Uh, something that came up previously was, you know, somebody was asking, well, like, you know, we used to call it tweeting because it was a bird, but now it's an X. So what do we call it now? Are we crossing people? And I was like, I like that. I I like the sound of that. We're crossing people. And, uh, yeah, welcome guys. And uh, I want to say before we begin, please remember to like, sub and share. It is the easiest way to support the channel to help us grow if you haven't already. Uh, and then, Beyond that, on our podcasting platforms, hello, people on Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and so many more. We are happy to have you here, and uh, every time that I open up like our RSS feed dashboard and see that, uh, see that we have listeners all across the world, it makes me oh so happy. So thank you for listening, and uh, what are we watching this week, Dare? Oh no, it's uh, I don't I don't watch stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's, we we've had this discussion before. Well, so sometimes uh, you watch things. I figure it's it's a courtesy of mine to ask. But uh, yeah, so like we, I we we have. Well, I mean, I got stuff. I'm just not watching anything. Wow, it's just so pushy. Yeah, so pushy I, I'm a little pushy. That's so, true. Uh, Borderlands are doing a event because of the new like collectors pandora's box edition thing yeah yeah so you can go on their different social medias and they have codes to get a bunch of golden keys crystal keys etc for the different borderlands games they've also been giving out like free legendaries on like the borderlands games limited time often and then uh steam's been doing a lot of really cool sales lately they've currently got the focus entertainment stuff that's on sale you can get titanfall 2 for like three dollars no yeah so, which is excellent uh, yeah maybe you're a budget there, there's gamer a lot of, there's a lot of these games on here that i've personally had on my wish list for a while that i've purchased because they're super cheap but, yeah yeah so that's yeah. that's exciting you get like a bunch of new games to play yeah we're gonna uh, 
the uh, giant robot mech dude. Right, giant robot mech dude. Speaking of giant robots, I've uh, recently started uh, watching like a genre of anime that I never thought that I. Well, firstly, I didn't even know it was a thing. Now, as it turns out, it's it's a complete thing. It, it's an entire genre. I'd never seen it before. I'd never watched any type of it before. Uh, so I started, and this I've been watching Love Live. Uh, love, to be specific, Love Live Sunshine, which is uh, an idol anime. That's a thing that exists. I didn't know that before. Um, yeah, the, the, uh, the, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, so I've been watching that. There's also like uh, a YouTube video that I watched this week that I thought was kind of interesting and I kind of figured I'd bring up. But uh, so to start with, with Love Live, uh, so Love Live Sunshine, Bard takes a break from One Piece for this? <laughs> uh, so yes, I, I took a break from One Piece because I, I made it all the way to like episode 700 and change, you know, like almost 800. And you know, like this was kind of like a, a little respite, a little bit of a of a of a breather before we get into the next huge saga. It was short, two seasons, thirteen episodes each, and uh, the production value of it is through the roof, which says a lot considering that apparently it came out in two thousand and fifteen. Not something I was aware of. That uh, this looks very crisp, very clean. It's got CGI animation in certain places. Um, I thought it was really, really, you know, stunning to look at. Um, it's composed of an all parentheses mostly female cast. Uh, there is an implied male person somewhere <laughs> in the anime, but we never see him. He's just kind of there. It, it's always kind of like, oh, he's on the other side of the phone, you know, like, but we never see him. Um, so the plot follows the school idol glue. Uh, the school idol group, Aqua, through their struggles as they aim to win the school idol competition, Love Live. So for those not in the know, basically what like an idol group is, is think of it like pop stars. Like if you're familiar with like Blackpink, you know, like if you're familiar with Hollow Live. If you're familiar with Hololive, if you're, you know, like if we're knocking it back to the 1990s some odd, if you're familiar with the Spice Girls. <laughs> That's basically what an idol group is. It's a group of, uh, usually, it's a girl group of singers and dancers, and they basically perform on stage, is what it is. Uh, so Love Live is like basically like a, a school idol competition. So these are high school girls uh, who uh, are joining in this competition. They basically form their own groups, and from that point forward, they perform on stage, and the audience votes for for who makes it to the next round, etc., right? Uh, so, yeah, it, it's it's basically what, what it is. The plot follows the group Aqua and their leader, Chika Takami, through their struggles as they aim to win the school competition. Love Live, as I said, and it, it is not an easy road. The road to stardom is one filled with obstacles and drama and what have you, and I guess I'll go to the next slide. My thoughts. At its core, it's an underdog story. The group Aqua is a bunch of girls in not even like in a in a modern like city setting in in Japan. They're not in Tokyo. They're actually out in the sticks. They live in a fishing town. Uh, so you know it, it's they're compared to like everyone else. Like they're kind of out in the boonies. They're kind of like country bumpkins, but 
the the lead character Chica decides, you know, after she sees like the uh, the idol group Muse perform, that this is something that she wants to do. She wants to shine like they shine because when she saw them on stage, you know, it's just ordinary high school girls, but they were they were they were flashy, they were bright, they were incredible. You know, like they they were singing together, they were dancing together, and it was just an experience. And she says, "I want to do that with my life. That's what I want to do." So she basically goes back to to her to her high school and tries to start an idol club. And here's where the journey begins, you know, because she has to go through all kinds of difficulties, such as the student council president wanting there to not be an idol club in their school. Uh, and then afterwards, whenever she gets enough members to kind of like not change the uh, student council president's mind, but kind of like make it so like you can't really say no. Uh, now there's the thing that, well, Love Live only accepts original songs. Do any of you write music? Uh, and, you know, like one thing after another, you know, it's always like this is our goal, but there's a new obstacle almost in every episode to just kind of hold them back. Um, and, you know, like there it, it it's very focused on that, like the competition, but also like the everyday drama that kind of goes on with them. So, like, you know, some of them kind of have like, you know, these uh, like like these. Uh, like self-esteem issues kind of sort of where they're like I could never you know like I I just can't it feels like the world is constantly against us and you know other things start happening like you know uh well th three of the members were previously idols in a group of their own and they decided to call it quits because of like personal drama amongst themselves so now like they're in this this new generation group and it's kind of like we have to overcome that drama that we had before. You know, like we we stop being friends. We stop talking. We have to overcome that. We have to work together again. And then like midway through the series, it's all like, oh, also now because your high school is out in the sticks, we don't see a, a reason to keep it open. We're just going to merge it with another school. But they're like, no, but we love our school. Well, here's what we're going to do as as the group Aqua we're going to perform and we're going to get a lot of attention at Love Live. That way people will be encouraged to come apply to our to our school. And if we can get enough people to apply to it, then they won't close it. Things don't really go well for them. You know, like it's all I really got to say. You know, it, it feels like every time that they're set up. So like, you know, like, you know how anime is. Normally it's like one character will be like, I'm going to do the thing. And then come hell or high water, they do the thing. Right. Um. Yeah. In this one, it feels a little different because it feels like it, it's a little more grounded in that you like the, the characters go through like their character arcs where they push and they push for their goals. They don't always get their goals, you know, like they don't always make it, and which kind of like to, was a little shocking to me. I was like, wow. So like they went through all that to save their school, but they're not going to save their school. Interesting. You know, like, uh, they, they, oh, look at that. The country bumpkins managed to put together, like, a, an act. They got enough members. They made it to Love Live, and, and they're going to do their first performance. Ten bucks says they knock it out of the park, and you get a lot of attention. Oh, what? They got zero votes? Like, you know, so it, it kind of, like, keeps coming down to, like, you know, we we want to be the best like no one ever was and then the world says no <laughs> you know so it's just it, it's kind of fun that way uh i you know i enjoy it the characters are fun and uh let's see basically um 
it, it it's ultimately uh the series asks kind of like the hard question of like how far would you go to chase a dream like what if the dream starts to hurt you like what what if the world around you says that no matter what you do you just cannot win because either you're not good enough or because they won't allow you to and it's kind of like one of those things where it's like everything is actively working against you you haven't really had like a real victory it's always kind of almost like a personal victory like you know like like i said they initially they initially got like the the oh we we didn't get any votes but then it's like okay well let's let's turn no votes to one vote and so like the next competition they they get 10 or something you know it's like okay see like it's a personal victory but it's not like a real victory you know like they're not becoming popular overnight you know they're not changing the world but they're changing themselves uh so it, it's kind of like that that question it's like if your dream tries to hurt you or if the world says that it's actively opposed to you fulfilling said dream would you still chase it and the answer is of course it's your dream why wouldn't you you know like it that that's ultimately like you know the main character chica you know she uh in the first episode she says i just i want to shine you know like that that's what i want to do and that's ultimately what the anime seems to kind of like imply is that the way that you shine is by chasing what what makes you happy by doing what only you can and doing it in a way that only you can do it come hell or high water so you know kind of great uh closing thoughts it's ultimately a feel-good anime it's got some really good emotional beats uh, sometimes they're resolved with a little bit of a of a talk no jutsu you know it's like well why aren't we friends anymore it's like oh it's because blah i was like oh well how about we are friends now okay you know <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of one of those things uh but it, it is it, it is uh at the very least, you know, like entertaining to watch the characters are nice and, you know, like you you kind of you kind of like start to cheer for them. You know, it's kind of like, you know, you, you want to see them succeed. Um, A couple of things that I found out while I was researching the Love Life franchise is that it, as of 2022, was the sixth best-selling media franchise in Japan with uh, sales of manga, anime, video games, merch, etc. And... Uh, just being off the charts in the billions of yen you know so like it, it is it is a very popular franchise i've come to find that that sunshine uh, is just one of the many love live uh what's it called the uh, anime uh, you know so like every other uh, love live anime centers around a different group of school idols oh yeah i'm fine i just have no fucking clue what he's talking about well, well, I explained it all. Have you been paying attention? <laughs> Gar Gargoyle is just like, also, dear, are you okay? No, I, <laughs> I see. Like, I, I see. have no clue what it is. So just, just keep going. I'm you're, just. You're, you're fine. I'm just talking about we, an anime I watched. More slides of this. 
no, like this is the final slide. I just wanted to, you know, like highlight. Hey, th- this is a feel good anime. I enjoyed the, the, it. This one's titled "Closing Thoughts and a Few Facts," and the next one's like, actually, I got a couple more facts about this. <laughs> and then, well, there, here's another fact that I found out. And so, you know, like I mentioned that it was sixth uh, best selling as of 2022 per this list that I found, and I don't know how reliable this list is, but like the top, the top five, which are above Love Live, are Jujutsu Kaisen. Tokyo Revengers, Spy Family, Demon Slayer, and My Hero Academia. So, yeah. 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 So, uh, speaking of comic books... uh, You really need to work on the segues. I do. I know. Uh, So, like, there's a a YouTube channel called Comic Storian, and basically what Comic Storian is, is... They will recap what happens in issues of comic books so that, you know, in case you missed one, which is easy to do, uh, you won't be far behind. And it's not just that, but it's also, you know, like uh, they'll recap like, you know, oh, this story arc that happened, you know, in this decade, this is what happened. These were the characters that were involved and this is the, the impact that it had. Uh, but uh, the host, Benny, is actually a, a fan of a bunch of different uh, types of comic type media. So he's a fan of manga. He's a fan of, you know, comics. He's a fan of blah, 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 blah. Uh, so he uh, posted this video called Comics versus Manga versus Webtoons versus Novels, in which he basically tried to give you the pros and cons of each and kind of like let you know what what was winning in uh, some some different categories that he he assembled, just so you could kind of get like a a good idea for like what's the easiest thing that you would be willing to get into, right? Uh, the short answer is it kind of comes down to taste. Like you know, like if you like manga, you know you like manga. You know, like he can like make an argument for comics all he wants, but you're still gonna like manga. Um. So here's the basic like breakdown of what Benny thinks and like a a lot of this stuff I kind of agree with. So like, for example, the accessibility of story, webtoons and novels are easy tens, you know, like 10 out of 10 because you can, it's so easy to get into like a novel because if you bought a novel, which is like, you know, anywhere in the range of like 10 to 20 bucks, that complete book is the story. You know, like you don't you don't have to like worry like am I missing some side issues uh, like this and that. And the most that you have to worry about is like is this the first in a series or is it one in the middle of a series? So that that's kind of what his rationale for novels. For webtoons, it, you know, you log onto the webtoon app, all of the chapters will be on there. Start reading from one and continue on. So you know, webtoons and novels, easy tens. Um, accessibility of story and manga the the thing that he pointed out why manga wasn't like an easy 10 is because sometimes manga has spin-offs and they don't advertise them you know so you you don't have any idea that that there's a spin-off of my hero academia called my hero academia vigilantes but it exists and you know like you wouldn't know that unless you were already into my hero academia um and comics are the absolute fucking worst because and I've made I made mention of this before whenever I was talking about the video by Comic Drake, that it's not easy to know when you're missing something. Like for example, every time they do an event, 
uh, one event that I remember that I read through when I was in college was called Siege. And it was in a Marvel uh, Marvel Comics uh, event. But in order to understand what was going on in Siege, you had to read Siege, the, the actual event. You had to read Dark Avengers. You had to read, you know, like Siege Embedded. You had to read, you know, like basically everything had a tie-in with it. And events that happen in those like parallel storylines mattered in the main storyline. <laughs> so like you, you kind of had to do that. And sometimes it's not clear what you need to read in order to make sense of the whole story. Um, for example, Black as Night in DC. I know that Green Lantern and Green Lantern Corps are part of that story. I have no clue like what issues of Batman I need to read that are relevant. I have no idea if Superman is included in this. I have no idea if Aquaman, etc., etc. So it's kind of like one of those things like, you know, if you pick up a comic book and they're not labeled a lot of the time as like, you know, yeah, you need to read this one to make sense of like Blackest Night. Sometimes it's like it'll just say Green Lantern. And then underneath it or above it, it'll have like a like a mark that'll say Blackest Night tie in. And it's like, oh, OK, there it is. Um, but like sometimes it's not easy to understand that. So not not really fun. And it's, it's kind of confusing sometimes. Uh, as far as price, Webtoons is the most budget friendly. It's on the app. It's free. You know, the authors make money different ways. Like you can donate to them, etc. But for the most part, if it's on the Webtoon app, it's free. You know, like you can pick up a Webtoon for no cost to you whatsoever. Um, manga and novels are like the next best in pricing because it's like they, a, a, a manga volume will run you like 10 bucks and a novel will run you like maybe 12 to 15. And comics, as I've mentioned in the past, are expensive for very little material, you know, like in the neighborhood of like, what, 20 pages of material? This is not it's not a good deal. Um no. Yeah. Uh quality, he says he says that comics win because comics are, you know, are a team effort, you know, they'll have a writer, they'll have a penciler, an inker, a colorist, etc., uh a cover artist. So like there there is a lot of manpower that goes into making a, a single issue of comics. And it's usually printed on higher quality paper. And it looks really good. Presentably, I mean, like, a comic book looks nice. And sure, it does. Uh, manga's typically printed on cheaper paper. Uh, let's see. He, his argument for novels is a little weird because he says, like, you could buy a novel, but it has no pictures. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's a novel. <laughs> uh, and, you know, like, webtoons, uh, it's really up to your taste. Normally, a webtoon is, like, the brainchild of a singular author-artist. So if you even if their story is good, like, you know, but you don't like their art, well, that's the effort that went into it, you know, so what are you going to do? Um, point of purchase, he says, novels and webtoons win because webtoons are always available on your phone or on your tablet or on your computer, you know, anywhere that you can access the Internet, you can look at a webtoon. And novels, you can go to a gas station and buy a novel, you know, like they're everywhere. So I love me some gas station novels. Me too. Uh, I have a bunch of them that I that I pick up every now and then. Uh, as far as genre, and this was the weird one, and the one that had like a point that I was like, "Hey, that's true." Uh, was that you know, for example, uh, webtoons, manga, and novels are super easy to figure out what their genre is. A lot of the times, 
just reading the 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 cover will tell you exactly what you're in for and uh what do you call it uh you know webtoons have tags that let you know it's like hey this is a slice of life or hey this is horror you know um but comic books and this is something that when he pointed it out it like clicked in place i'm like wow that's something i never thought about but yes it's like there there is no easy category for comics a lot of the times they're superheroes sure but like, and I he used Spider Man as an example, and I'm so glad because Spider Man is a really good example, because it's like you know like there are stories of Spider Man where it's like it's very superhero. Spider Man is out there beating up bad guys, saving the day. But there are issues of Spider Man where it's like very weird, like slice of life. I want to say kind of like a. a Slice of life, but like a sexy slice of life. Like, oh, Spider-Man's dating Mary Jane, but hey, Black Cat might just steal him away, you know? Um, (laughs) There are issues of Spider-Man that are kind of like really, really horror-themed. You know, like, oh, I'm fighting Mysterio, but Mysterio's messing with my mind, and I'm seeing horrific nightmares everywhere I go, uh, or like, et cetera, et cetera. As a matter of fact, what do you call it? And yeah, Brother Gamma in the chat points out Carnage goes to New York, New York, very dark. Yes, some some of them get really, really dark, really gritty, really, really gory. So whenever you're picking up a comic, you have no idea what you're in for. A lot of the times it'll be based on whatever the writer wants to do. And so it, it's it's a real weird like grab bag where it's like, do I stick with Spider-Man during this run? Because... I'm I'm in it for for like the the superhero uh action. Uh, the the character drama I don't care who Spider-Man dates, you know like I don't. I mean like if we had our choices, I guess Black Cat is better than Mary Jane, but you know like do we really have to make this about the romance? I picked up Spider-Man so I could watch him beat up bad guys, you know. Uh so there's that. Uh so then lastly he said related media and related media. He says that manga wins 100% of the time because the related media, for example, like manga and anime, if you have an anime based on your manga, that anime, most of the time, there are a few exceptions, will be a one for one translation of the plot. Sometimes there'll be like small liberties, like let's let's trim the fat around this particular plot. That way we can streamline it a little more. Or let's uh, let's omit this part of the plot because looking back, it's a little it's a little nonsensical or like it doesn't fit with the theme. Right. Um, But, you know, more than more than often, it'll be like, yeah, it's a one for one translation. And that's a model that works. Anime is extremely popular. And a lot of the times people will watch an anime and then they'll go back to the manga because they enjoyed the anime. I'm one of those people. Uh, You don't really have the same for comics or for movies or for webtoons. Uh, So for comics, if you look at a superhero movie, it's never a direct one-to-one translation of a story plot. Like for example, the Dark Knight is based off of the uh, the the comic book run called the Long Halloween in Batman. Uh, yeah, the, the Long Halloween, a little bit, but it's kind of like run through a bunch of filters 
for the sake of like the average moviegoer. You know, like the, these are like general people. We're, we're batting to the lowest common denominator. That way, if they're not like a huge comic fan, doesn't matter. You can still sit and watch a Batman movie. Uh, but then we talk about animated series, and they kind of do the same thing. Like Batman animated series like The Batman or Batman The Animated Series or The Brave and the Bold don't exactly adapt one-for-one story plots from the comics. It's usually just like you recognize Batman, you recognize the Joker, we're writing entirely new content for them. And this is what the animated series is. So, yeah. And not always bad. Like, you know, we, we Batman the Animated Series is legendary for being so good. So, I mean, it's not always a miss, but like you, you what I, the point here is as a related media, it doesn't translate one for one. Uh, Webtoons is weird because, you know, like, like some of them are getting manga now. Solo leveling is one and solo leveling is also getting an anime. So it remains to be seen. And novels, like, it, and it's funny that the novel that he kept, kept referencing was uh, the Dark Tower series, which I love the Dark Tower series. I read the whole thing. But the movie that they released for it recently with Idris Elba as the lead was not great. <laughs> and it was a complete deviation from what the novel was. So just kind of like, yeah, the related media in everything else with the exception of manga is just kind of all over the place. But manga does really, really good at just being like, yeah, this is the exact thing that was in the comic. So congratulations. Have fun. You know, it, yeah, so I, I more, I kind of sort of agree with like all of his points. I would say that as far as quality comics winning, I'm like, I mean, yeah, it's in color and stuff, sure. But I, I sometimes I'll see like certain manga series that in black and white are capable of doing so much more than comics is able to do in color. And it just leaves me flabbergasted. So, like, for example, Don the Don is one of those where the art style can sometimes be so surreal and so weird. And just, like, just like looking at it, you know, it's in black and white. But, like, the the shading, the hatching, the cross-hatching, the tones, and, and, like, you know, just the composition just looks so good. Then I'm like, it. I don't even care that it's not in color. You know, it, it looks great. So, you know... Uh, that that's basically what what this was about. Uh, Brother Gamma says that solo leveling is getting stuff changed in the anime already. Uh, all I have to say to that is like, yeah, you kind of saw it coming. Uh, but yeah, you know, like hopefully it's it hopefully it's kind of like the One Piece live app li- live adaptation where it's like we're changing it, sure, but it's it's still in the spirit of the original thing. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, long rant. Speaking uh, of hopefully, <laughs> sorry, Terry, uh, that was. Would a you <laughs> would you like to hopefully get some new Yu Gi Oh cards in Master Duel? I would. Would I? Absolutely. See, that, that that was like a shitty segue, but it's still like better. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, so like new new selection pack, selection pack Galactic Evolution. It is. It features Mekonko purely. And new Galaxy Eyes support. Uh, so it's basically the... It, uh, what was it? It is 66% Amazing Defenders. The, I was going to say, it's Amazing Defenders, but it doesn't have the uh, fire. Yeah, it, does, fire it doesn't either. have Rescue Ace for some reason. <laughs> Which, I mean, I'm not going to complain because Rescue Ace, is, it, like aesthetically, it doesn't 
make it doesn't I don't like it aesthetically. It's like okay. I They're robot fire nobody. trucks. Who doesn't like that? But to anybody who wants to play Yu-Gi-Oh! Master will have fun with purely well, that's, that's a it, that's it's a deck. It's pretty neutered right now. It doesn't have all of its stuff. Kind of in the same. Oh yeah, that's right. It purely doesn't get good till the second wave of support. Yeah, it doesn't get good until the second wave of support. Right now, you can kind of toy with it, kind of like you know, f- fudge with it, and, and see where it you goes. Get the Makanko stuff, though, you, which you, is you like have a good. majority of the Makanko stuff. There is Makanko support that has come out recently, and that's not in there. So yeah, but I mean, like Makanko was playable as an engine on release yeah that's true that's so very true played it, i think they played it in drytron uh yeah like drytron did uh tier laments had like a, a mekanko thing that they did because jesse cotton specifically uh because yeah. <laughs> jesse cotton said so yeah jesse cotton said so and then everybody was trying it and that's why oh he made like skyrocketed in price after he posted his video um yeah that that was that was something that I was like, I kind of want to make the blue dude deck. And then it was like, oh, why is this 30 bucks? Yeah, I don't because I don't want to pay $90 for something stupid. Yeah, really. Uh, so th- with that being said, though, like uh, purely is neutered, you know, like and here's the weird thing that I'm noticing about Master Duel is they're trying hard to catch up suddenly because I at the speed that we were going initially is so much slower compared to the speed that we're going now. You know, like we have we have they, they had to like get the the newer people on like quote unquote a, a level playing field. Mm-hmm. And could you say well no I'm not I'm not even gonna ask that question because that's gonna start a fucking argument. No, and go I, for I, it. I ask me ask me no, the question. No, I'm not doing it. Ask me well, a question anyways, there. They have to they have to uh, get it to where like it's it's up with the current like TCG TCG OCG. Yeah. Actually, what would they do there? Would they keep it like in line with the TCG or would they go ahead and go to the OCG? I don't first? know. But like here's the thing. Things aren't releasing in a linear fashion because there are no, things that we're getting ahead of time from like what it what's out on the TCG. We've gotten cards that weren't in the TCG on Master Duel, and then afterwards they released what was it recently that they they released a card recently in Master Duel that uh, isn't in the TCG yet? Well, we had Numbers Evale was one of them. Numbers Evale was out in Master Duel before it was out on TCG. That's how people were cheating out Rongo. Uh, but the, there was there's like, other stuff. Recently, there was like a, a monster or something that was released. Yeah, there might be a monster. Uh, I'm not I sure to be honest. I, I don't like I don't compare them side by side to see what has what. Uh, well, you should. Maybe I should, yes. Uh, but that being said, um, I-, I feel bad that we don't get Rescue Ace, but like the point that I was going to make is like, so normally it, we'd be behind like about, what, six months? Something like yeah, that? Yeah, this is... Like, but I, I feel like this is relatively like, like less than a year. Yeah, we've had back-to-back-to-back like meta decks just show up, you know, because like we've had, we had Tier, and then like shortly after Tier, we had Cash Tira, and then shortly after Cash well, Tira, the, we, ha- we have this. The Photon stuff, is that from Photon Hypernova? I, I think it might be. support from Photon Hypernova? It might because be. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what came out in Photon Hypernova. That, I got my that, Labyrinth that set, stuff and I walked away. That set seems like it was like not too, too long ago. Yeah, it's, it like, feels I, I like feel it like, wasn't I that long like ago, right? <laughs> I feel like they're like just 
like a couple sets behind the TCG. Yeah. And I, I'd be, int- I'm interested to see if they'll skip ahead and go to where the OCG is or not. Yeah. Because if that, that would make Master Duel like really, really good for playtesting for TCG. It really would. And, you know, I, I feel like that's kind of like a, a good neutral ground, you know, because it's like, we don't we don't get the cards from the OCG until like almost like six months later, right? So if we got them ahead of time in Master Duel, it would be like, yeah, we don't have the cards from the OCG yet, but we have been playing them on Master Duel, so we know what we can do with them. Um, it, yeah. it would it also it would be nice for Konami because you know like how like the the a lot of the a lot of the TCG fan base didn't want to go on to Master Duel because it was like several formats behind from what they where they were and in addition it seemed to be going on a very OCG centric band list but like this right here might entice some of them to come back because it's like now you can play test things that you won't get your hands on for a while on Master Duel and I'm like okay yeah that that sounds kind of fun yeah and with that also you don't have to worry about like cards being short printed. You can just craft the card if you need to need it to play test. Agreed. And uh, I don't know. There's still it's like the the ban list and then the best of one format kind of make it difficult. But it's still, if you're wanting to just play test, I feel like that's really good, and that'll probably draw in more of the competitive TCG people to be able to play test their deck. Yeah, yeah. It's released in the TCG. I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. Yeah, and we're playing Y Schwartz because it's got pretty anime girls. Yeah, yeah. Everybody loves pretty anime girls. But speaking of, uh, so like a couple of things I wanted to kind of like highlight here. Speaking of pretty anime girls, uh, a couple of things I wanted to. Photon Hypernova. No, so like uh, the cool thing about this set in particular is that Pearly is a meta deck, and it's actually, it's actually really was. In the TCG, sure. It's not It's not in Master Duel yet. It is, so it hasn't, like, you know, taken over the meta yet. But that being said, it's actually really cheap. Like, you know, most meta decks in Master Duel, like, for example, I couldn't build tier elements because it had so many URs in it. You know, like, oh, man, it's like you need all the Rhino Hearts, and those are URs. You need the Kit Kalos. You need the Rule Kalos. You need, like, Abyss Dweller. You need Time Thief Redoer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, like, the URs were just stacking on top of each other. But Pearly has all of, like, four different URs, and you use two of them, you know? And the rest of the deck is either, like, regular rare or it's super rare. So, like, building Pearly is actually not that hard. So well, You know why they did that with tier, right? Because they didn't want people playing? <laughs> they didn't want it to be tier zero they again? They didn't want people to play tier because it ruined two different games for people. Two yeah. different regions had their like whole play style just dominated by tier elements so they they released it like half banned and they also were like here it's also going to be like max rarity so just have fun making it which i agree with and i also disagree with because that means the people who can afford just throw money at them are going to have super top tier deck and person like me who doesn't want to like play the game i mean i i I don't have the gyms to make it so yeah i either have to play the game or i have to i can't just like craft it with commons uh well it's 
uh, coincidentally, along the same lines of not having gems to pull packs, uh, there is actually like a campaign that is active right now in Master Duel where every time you log in uh, for like seven consecutive days, uh, so every consecutive day you log in, you get a free ticket that will that you can re exchange to redeem a free pack of Gal Galactic Evolution. That was a hard sentence to say for no reason. Uh, but so the idea here is every day you log in, you get a free pack of Galactic Evolution, you know, pull your pearlies, pull your Makankos, et cetera, et cetera, for, you know, it's free, seven free packs. You know, it's actually kind of cool. Um, and honestly, I think it's something that they should enact going forward. You know, like every time they release a new selection pack, just give you seven free packs. All you got to do is log in each day. It's not a bad idea. Speaking of ideas. Oh, I I thought you like disconnected or something. No, like yeah, I was waiting to see if you agreed with me or not. But like speaking of ideas, new secret pack. And it's got one really good card. <laughs> I, is Smoke Grenade banned in Master Duel? I think it is. I don't know. I haven't checked. Okay, then yeah, it has if smoke grenades banned, then yeah, it has one good card. It has one good card. So basically, this pack is called the Noble Knights of Crimson Flowers, and it is a pack that contains Infer Noble Knights and the Fleur archetype, which is obviously a good archetype because yeah. it's got that boss monster that everybody uses. Right. If you've never heard of the Fleur archetype, there is one card in it that everybody wants, and that's Baron the Fleur. So, like, this uh, this feels weird because, like, what was it that had, like, uh, the, the, the Fleur stuff? Was it Synchro Storm? Uh, Synchro Storm had the Fleur, it had Lyralusk, and I want to say Speedroids. Right. Now, it's not that, this, that these archetypes weren't in Master Duel before, but they're just now getting their own secret pack. So, like, you know, before it was kind of like, oh, do you want to pull a Baron de Floor? Well, you could, you can basically craft it or you could, you know, get like, uh, what, what, are, what are the ones called? The, the basic ones, like the Master Pack. Or you can yeah. get Master Packs and hope to God you happen to pull one out of the 10,000 cards that exist in the game. Uh, so this right here actually makes it a little easier. Like, what do you do? You craft a super rare... Uh, Infer Noble Knight, and then you unlock the secret pack, and you can sink five thousand gems into it, and your chances of pulling Baron are actually okay. You know, like so. This is, uh, and they've they've been doing this. They've been adding new secret packs. They recently added like the the Sword Soul one, and they added like the Scare Claw one, and now they're adding this one. So it maybe it's just me, but I feel like Master Duel is kind of updating a lot lately. Like ban lists are are frequent and they aim to balance the game as opposed to cripple a deck and we're getting new packs all the time we're getting uh you know archetypes that aren't released in the tcg or, or like you know specific cards that aren't released in the tcg are showing up on master duel so you know kind of kind of interesting the floor archetype uh if you can actually even call it that I'm assuming it has other cards. Yeah, it does. The only card that's the only card that's worth is uh, Baron, which is forty-eight bucks. I mean, other than the Defleur, I'm I'm assuming there's like synergy with roses or something. 
they're they're warriors and they their focus is on synchro summoning i mean technically you could kind of use them in infernoble i guess they're they're spell casters they're spell casters there's uh the synchron is a machine and then they're spell casters and they have a plant well, that goes and to show the, you how much uh, attention I was paying because I had no idea. Well, I no thought they were all like Baron. <laughs> I, I thought it was like a fully fleshed out archetype too, but apparently there's only like, there's two, three, four monsters in the main deck and then two synchros. I have seen people use Sage the Fleur before in like a really dumb Grand Maju build. Like, you know, that there was no point. But yeah. yeah, but there it is. So I don't know. This is a weird secret pack. Like, Scareclaw, I'm like, I can kind of understand. Scareclaw's a pretty cool archetype. Floor, it's like, hmm. Infernoble Knights, I guess it's because they're getting new support. We got, like, their new field spell in uh, in the Megaton, etc. I like that the, like, new equip card that they recently got is being used in not... Uh, not Infernoble? Not Infernoble. Yeah. Uh, out of curiosity, have you pulled any of the Megaton? I haven't uh, been playing Yu-Gi-Oh for like the past couple months, so no, I there wasn't really anything in the Megaton that I wanted or uh, needed. I hear like for me, it's kind of like I opened one, and uh, I got some cool stuff in there. Like I got some Theorion stuff, which the, uh, I I completely missed Theorions whenever they came whenever they came out. So like getting the reprints is nice. Um, but other than that, I mean, like it, it's just a bunch of stuff from sets that I pulled a lot of. So I'm like, like it's like the, the 25th anniversary stuff would be kind of nice and cool to have as just like a collector's thing. Yeah. Which I don't, I don't know why we're not talking. About. We, we haven't talked about that. Cause that, that was released what two days ago. Yeah. Like this week. Yeah. Like it's I, just like uh, the, the 10 just doesn't have like the, the promos for instance, for the promo pack. Uh, you have your Dark Magician, your Red Eyes, your... Is Blue Eyes in it? Blue Eyes is not yeah. in it. He's um, not? Then, really? No, you have Dark Magician, Red Eyes, Stardust, Black Rose, Blackwing Armor Master, okay? Cyber Dragon, yeah, right. okay. <laughs> Exodia, Exodia's Head. I got um, that one. That's the one I pulled. Neos, Galaxy Eyes, number 39, Rainbow Dragon, Firewall Dragon, Decode Talker, Enlightenment Paladin, Odd Eyes, Pendulum Dragon, and then uh, Salmon Great Blaze Dragon. Kind of a weird lineup. I mean, because like some of those are just like, really? Like, why this one? It's it's fine. Um, it, it bothers me that we didn't get like Borlo Dragon or something like that, but okay. Uh, but I think it's supposed to be like the protagonist monsters, but at the same time, it's like... Why Red Eyes then? Why? <laughs> Because that was that was Joey. Joey was a protagonist. Okay, so we have like, so like Yugi, we have Joey. But... Was the Black Rose? It's like they they have the main protagonist and like their friend, their homies. I guess where's Tin Archduke? I, where is Tin Archduke? Why do we have? Why do we have uh, Utopia, but no Tin Utopia. Archduke? Why why is it Enlightenment Paladin instead of like one of the other you? Uh, you boys or whatever they were called yeah the you boys uh, i don't know but like it, it's i i like it you know like that if you if you haven't seen like the tin proper the tin's actually pretty cool looking i like it you know 
Um, I'm trying to actually let's see what's inside the tin, but uh, yeah, they only have the the uh, promo pack that I can get to. Yeah, it, it's it's not great. I mean, like it, it's good stuff. I mean, it's not like the cards in it are bad. It's just it's just a bunch of stuff that I already had, you know. So it's like, eh, I'm cool, you know, like no need. Uh, but speaking about things that are a little baffling. The Pokemon Company has a new ad, and it's selling something. This came across uh, my Instagram feed, and I can't tell you how confused I was. Because I was like, I see the, the Pokemon logo on the picture, and I have no idea what the hell they're trying to sell me. Like, so in this ad, like, you have an elderly model, and she's dressed to the nines. I mean, she looks fancy. You know, like a nice, like, black, uh, kind of like a suit type situation going on. Uh, you know, she she's decked out in jewelry. She's against this classy-looking new neutral background, almost like she's standing on the inside of a mansion. The lighting is very warm, very, very cool. Like, there's some shadows going on. This looks like a fashion magazine ad, Right. Uh, yeah. And, you know, like, I see that it's a collaboration between Pokemon and uh, a company called Tomwood, which, when looking it up, it appears to be a jewelry brand. So, I see that she's wearing jewelry. I have no idea what this has to do with Pokemon. And whenever you look at the ad, like, every shot is it always seems to be focused on the model as opposed to, like, the thing they're trying to sell you. So... <laughs> I you don't even know what the jewelry looks like, you know. And so, uh, whenever you look at the comment section for this particular ad, it is the most hilarious thing ever. Because <laughs> everyone's all like, "You can't even see the product." One person's all like, uh, "Is Pokemon trying to sell me an elderly woman? What is happening?" <laughs> you know, and it's no Pokey Grandma, Pokey Grandma. So, like, I imagine, like, like Gargoyle says in the chat that the the jewel looks like a Pokemon, I guess. You know, like, it, it kind of looks like the necklace that she's wearing has, like, these little charms hanging off of them. The charms must be shaped like Pokemon. Uh, but, yeah, like, th this is a baffling ad because I feel like they completely missed, like, their target audience. <laughs> You know, like, you're trying to sell me some Pokemon merch? I'm down. I like Pokemon merch. But could you tell me what I'm what I'm looking at? Because I have no idea what you're trying to tell me here. Uh, like, Pokemon just, like, uh, you know, like, no disrespect to the model. I mean, like like I said, she's she looks great in this photo shoot. I mean, she, she very clearly, like, is comfortable in her element of modeling. I mean, she, she's, she's knocking it out of the park, you know? Uh, but, like, it, it's... It's so weird because, you know, like a lot of like Pokemon fans are, are kind of like a younger generation. So it, it feels like Pokemon's being like, behold, your future. <laughs> and it's just like, this is what you'll turn into. It's just like, OK, I mean, that's fine. Like, I don't mind being an old person who's into Pokemon. That's fine. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it was kind of like. It was a really awkward ad because it's, you know, like the product is really small and it feels like they're missing the target demographic altogether. And like it just it didn't feel like a Pokemon ad. It felt like you'll find this in your mom's magazines, you know, like her her health and beauty magazines. It'll be in there somewhere selling perfume or something, you know. 
So just a really weird ad. And I thought we'd talk about it because it was kind of hilarious. Yeah, it's uh, it's different. They'll say that. Yeah, different is a good word for it. Not bad per se. It's just like it, you're definitely aiming it at the wrong audience. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, it's, uh, old woman Pokemon. That's the new. That's the new thing. That's the new thing. Uh, so, like, there you actually th- th- told me about this next one. Uh, we have a new official MV from Hololive uh, from their group Regloss. It is called Shunkan Heartbeat. Uh, it's from the new Hololive group Regloss, uh, which will be debuting. Uh, it is composed of Hiodoshi Ao, Otonose Kanade, Ichijo Ririka, and Jufute Raiden, as well as Todoroki Hajime. I hope I didn't butcher those at all. Uh, yeah, that's exactly how you're supposed to pronounce them. Great, I don't, fantastic. I don't that's how you're supposed to pronounce. Them. <laughs> I know, feel so much better. Off all of Japan, I might have. We don't have any Japanese viewers anymore because if you. Uh, I mean, normally if but, I if I hear it first, I'm really good at like saying it back. But like you know, like th- this is like I'm just going off of the way I saw it written. I've never heard these names out loud, so it's gotta like, oh, I'm an auditory learner. This sucks. <laughs> so, uh, but, but yeah, uh, this was something that came across my feed mm-hmm. uh, not too long ago but it was like uh they were doing like a video a day for the week mm-hmm. of like a countdown for a new big hollow live uh announcement and i came across my feed on like the final day mm-hmm. it's like countdown day one and i was like okay i'll just uh refresh the page oh there it is there's the debut announcement of a new group yeah and from what i can tell it's a japanese group i think it's going to be like the hollow x mm-hmm. but i also don't know japanese so i don't know yeah, we will need but to get all, a translator there for you so that they can tell do. you yeah we do need to get a translator mm-hmm. but they debut uh on the 9th and 10th so I guess technically today. Yeah, technically today. Uh, yeah. Uh, today did you, and then tomorrow. Did you hear the song? The song's actually pretty good. I like it. Yeah, I did. It, it is pretty good. I'm quite excited for the the uh, people. Yeah, the, 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 mu- the music video apparently was a way for them to showcase the new members before they debut. So I was like, yeah, that's kind of cool. And I, I like that because, uh, like... With most of the other groups, they didn't really do that. So it's just like, can they sing? Are they just gamers? And you have people like Amelia Watson, who is like, she's a gamer, but does she sing? And then she does sing. And yeah. But uh, yeah, so like, hey, this was nice. And you know, like, hey, you get to see their character design. You get to, to hear them singing. You know, I mean, it was really good. Um, but uh, speaking of reveals and things like that, Jump Festa 2024 announced for December, boy. It's going to be going on from December 16th through the 17th. This is always a huge deal for anime fans because all kinds of new stuff comes out of Jump Festa. We've actually had new master rules announced for Yu-Gi-Oh! at Jump Festas. And, uh, you know, given that this is... I'm the sorry, the, the fact that it's Festa with an A at the end, I just keep thinking of Chuck Testa. <laughs> 
Is, is it an anime? Nope. Chuck so, Testa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope that guy's doing all right. I hope he's doing good too. Uh, but so yeah, like this is an annual an annual anime convention. Uh, I think it's put on by Viz Media. All of the Shonen Jump titles are there, and it, it's excellent because you know you you hear all of the news from like you know upcoming events, adaptations, new merch, uh, like you know just literally everything. Um, sometimes it's just like as simple as like, you know, it's an anime convention and it's run by the people who are responsible for all of your favorite manga, you know, and it's, it's just excellent. There's meet and greets a lot of the times with like authors, actors, etc. Uh, so, you know, uh, we're excited, you know, because being the 25th anniversary of Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, we were kind of disappointed when the worlds uh they they made a huge deal about having an announcement and the announcements just basically like yeah we're having another tournament next year. Uh, so <laughs> everyone's got a ho- huge announcement. We're doing the same thing. It's everyone's kind of hoping that they'll announce either a new anime for next year or like at least like a new thing for like the card game. You know, uh, we're not one hundred percent sure. 100% sure if we want a new master role. A lot of people would say, probably not. Please don't do that. But <laughs> let's make uh, the game more confusing. Yeah, let's, let's just make add, the game more uh, confusing. Of, you have a spell zone, and then behind it, you have trap zones. <laughs> you Now you need mana to cast spells, but you can summon monsters for free. Master role five mana. Yeah, master role five mana, or like a set rotation or something, something weird. Uh, but they did announce which animes would be featured in the in the upcoming event and so basically the titles that will be in representation on the red stage are one piece my hero academia jujutsu kaisen haikyu spy family kaiju number no. 8 chainsaw man the new prince of tennis blue exorcist which is weird and exciting to me because like the manga is slowly coming up to its end and like its anime adaptation was all right for most of season one and then season two, nobody cared because they killed season one so hard. And so I- I'm excited to see what they have to say about Blue Exorcist. And Rurouni Kenshin recently had a reboot of the anime and it's my understanding that there's new stuff for the manga. Uh, so, you know, that that's an anime that I grew up with. I- I'm excited to see what uh, what they have in store for it. Uh, on the blue stage, we have Mission Yosakura Family. I don't know that one. Undead Unluck, I've heard of it. Uh, blue Box, I've heard of it. The Elusive Samurai, I've heard of it. <laughs> Bleach, uh, you know, which they're presently on the thousand. Never heard of it. Yeah, they're on the thousand year blood war. So it, it's kind of one of those things where I'm like, I, I want to see what more they're willing to say about Bleach, especially since it's no secret that the author, Tide Kubo, not a fan of, of like of Shonen Jump. He, he he's he's like I, I drew Bleach, and then like they worked me very hard. I don't want to draw Bleach anymore. But you, it's like almost like when a YouTube creator quits YouTube, but then they come back. It's like you can't stay away. You know, like it's uh, uh Gintama apparently super popular. I I don't know. I haven't seen it. Uh, Demon Slayer, Doctor Stone, Mashal, which is really funny. Chain Soldier. Uh, this one with a really weird title. Tis time for torture, princess. Uh, Hokkaido gals are super adorable. Uh, Ron Kamano 
Kamano Hashi. Was I supposed to respond to that one? No, that's that's just what it's called. Hokkaido gals gals are super adorable. Uh, and then Ron oh. Kamono Hashi. Got to sound it out. Deranged detective. Don da Don, Hell's Paradise, and World Trigger. And then lastly for Jump Studio, which uh, I'm not clear on this. It might be that they're they're the responsible for the anime adaptations or what have you. Uh, we have Me and Roboco, which I hear is fantastic. I haven't read it. Sakamoto Days, which every time I see something from Sakamoto Days, it's kind of funny. Um, Witch Watch, Akane Banashi, Byokyaku, I don't know how to pronounce this, Bokyaku Battery, uh, Two and a Half Dimensional Seduction, <laughs> jeez, Magilumiere, Lumiere, Magic Girls Incorporated, Red Cat, Red Cat Ramen, Oshinoko, Moriarty the Patriot and Dark Gathering. I am so glad that we're past that because I seem to be having issues with pronunciation. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Okay. So you're, you're you're not you're having issues. I'm having issues, and like you know, like I said, um, everybody was kind of hoping for like Yu-Gi-Oh announcements, but I don't see Yu-Gi-Oh listed on here. So my guess is probably not. <laughs> like it's still not out of the question, but it's probably not going to be on one of the main stages. So. You know, um, but, you know, like, uh, I'm happy to see st- new stuff of One Piece, My Hero, Jujutsu Kaisen, and Spy Family. Oh, Kaiju number eight. Super excited about that. That gets an anime later later this year or early next year. So that's that's fun. And like I said, Blue Exorcist. Yes. Like, you know, get more, please. And uh, Rurouni Kenshin, you know, like, happy to see it come back. And I hear that the new anime is actually really, really good. I might have to check it out. Um, but speaking of anime... Yeah. Uh, Magic the Gathering anime? Dear? Derringer? Uh, uh, <clears throat> My voice cracked there, and then I, I just went with it. I'm, I don't know. You don't know? Like, did you see anything about this? It, it's for the Wilds of Eldraine, which apparently is like one of the most powerful sets. I don't know about most they, powerful, but they, it's a, one of the most recent. I, I mean, <laughs> no, it, that's Return to Eldraine. The, the recent one's Return to Eldraine. Is it? Well, I thought it was the Wilds. From, like, no, I'm pretty sure it's Return to Eldraine. We're not going to Magic the Gathering. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's that's the set that has like Doubling Season and other, like I think it has uh, Smothering Tithe and like really powerful cards. And bunch of really cool stuff so uh anime on eldraine well uh i'd like to see anime on uh, the fucking eldrazi yeah i kind of figured yeah that seems to be your favorite uh, type of card uh but so basically uh, off of like their post on youtube uh, it says that uh the wilds of eldraine are coming everywhere on september 8th which is today so I i think the new set is the Wilds of Eldraine. But that's me. You know, like, I I, I might be wrong. If I'm wrong, please I'm let me know. I'm on TCG player. I could just check right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Please double uh, check. Tell me. Yeah, it's Wilds of Eldraine. That's what I'm talking about. Bard is never wrong. Has never been wrong. Ever. Well, well return, to El- return to the Wilds of Eldraine. So we're both right, actually. Yeah, but being right is what matters. So, yeah. 
but anyway, like the, the they released basically what amounts to like an anime trailer for the set. I I didn't see anything confirming that this was going to be a series series. If it was, I'd be interested to watch it. Um, but it it was animated by Studio Pierrot. Uh, and uh, it details the lore of the Wilds of Eldraine, which is based on fairy tales. Um, also, the song that plays throughout is pretty dope. Um, yeah. I'm not 100% sure. Let me double check. I think Studio Pierrot is responsible for Cowboy Bebop. Uh, I, I mean, this isn't the first time that uh, they, they've done some, like, anime ask bullshit it, it isn't and uh if, if you remember when they released kamagawa they had hatsune miku sing a song for that's them. right and it apparently this is to the chagrin of like magic players because they they uh, this is something i hear all the time on their di- on the what do you call it their subreddits etc that they do not want their game to turn into a weebo fest like Yu-Gi-Oh. and i'm like what's wrong with us weebos <laughs> you know like we have fun uh, but anyway, Studio Pierrot is responsible for Naruto, the anime, for Tokyo Ghoul, for Bleach, uh, for Black Clover, uh, for some of my favorites, actually. We have uh, Great Teacher Onizuka, Yu Yu Hakusho. Um, what's more recent? Like, really, uh, it's mostly Naruto and Bleach in here. I'm going through, like, their my anime list, like... Uh, what's it called uh what i guess like a filmography and and all of it is just like naruto naruto bleach 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 oh osamatsu-san <laughs> oh midori no hibi you know like uh oh tokyo mew mew <laughs> but like for a majority of it's just like naruto 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 i was like god damn uh so yeah like they, they're responsible for a bunch of anime that's like really iconic so it's it's cool to see magic just be like hey you know what let's get like an anime studio that's got some some credits to their work history you know and let's make them uh let, let's get them to animate a trailer for the wilds of eldraine yeah yeah it's, it's good that they're doing that because that puts that makes it more special oh they did the the pilot episode for uh hunter hunter it looks like Ah, oh, they did Fushigi Yugi. How about that? That is a that is a fun anime. And Sonic the Hedgehog. What? This is uh this is wild. Uh, the, the more I dig into this, the more I'm like, oh, so yeah, they have done a lot of stuff that I enjoy. How about that? Uh, I'm done with that. But no, yeah, so super cool. I, I'm happy to hear like you know like that they're doing this. Um, kind of a fun thing. Uh, I I'm always for like you know like let's animate the lore. Uh, Konami, if you're watching. Do this with some of your archetypes. Why aren't you? You're already in anime land. What's hard about this? But when has Konami ever animated anything other than uh, anime? Well, that was a question. <laughs> but speaking of yeah. Magic the Gathering, I mean, I guess we're going to wind down the episode. I never intended for this to be uh, a recurring segment of the podcast. Fuck it, it is. But now now it kind of is. I mean, it's just like we've just had a bunch of like weeks where like this just continues to happen. And it's just like, dude, like, oh, man. But yeah, uh, so uh, two just people pass away. Two people pass away uh, this week. Recently that they were actually both quite sudden. Except yeah. One, one was sudden, I feel. 
the other one was kind of expected for a while now. Yeah, like you could see um, it coming a little bit, yeah. So the the people who have passed away this week have been Sheldon Mennery and Steve Harwell. Uh, Steve Harwell was the lead singer of Smash Mouth, a band known for songs such as Walking on the Sun, Then the Morning Comes, and the iconic Hey Now, You're an All-Star, Get Your Game On, Go Play. Uh, this was the less, the less sudden... I mean, honestly, like both of them, you could kind of see coming a mile away. Because, yeah. for one thing, Steve Harwell had been struggling with alcoholism for a long time. Like a long yeah, they, time. I, I was told uh, that they had given him like four or five years a while back. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah, you they, they, they saw this coming for a while now. And it's just like, okay. But, yeah, they put him on hospice care. And you... you uh, emailed me or you you put in the chat that it, he was put on hospice care and then the very next day it was oh here he's he's passed away yeah like i remember posting about it being like oh man like apparently he's in hospice care we better you know i'm gonna keep an eye on this and then like suddenly like the next day you posted like the announcement's like oh no he's dead now i was like oh man like that was fast you know because especially now they didn't give him like a long time to live either they said like he'll be alive for maybe a week but yeah. then, but then and the next day, usually, that that's usually how hospice is. Honestly, it's like they'll say maybe a week at the best, yeah, and and then they're gone. Yeah, but, and then he was gone. So I was like, wow. So yeah, you know, kind of like a kind of a bad thing. I mean, like alcoholism is kind of a mess, dude. Like, cause you know, like that's it. it it's a rough, rough illness to have. Uh, you know, and and shaking the habit can be difficult too. You know, like your your body just kind of like starts functioning differently. It's, who, yeah, not not a pretty not a pretty thing to be to have. You know, so it, it's a shame. You know, like I, I know that like he was kind of like at the forefront of a couple of controversies where apparently he had he had issues. Like you know, he had to cancel shows because he couldn't perform. Uh, you know, like there was one in particular where. Uh, People were people in the audience were doing something. I don't remember why. I think they were throwing bread, and he got like uh, super upset and basically like almost started a fight in in his own audience pit. So yeah, that that sounds like something that Steve would have done. Yeah, so kind of a mess. It's a shame, you know. Like you, you really kind of wish that you know, like your your idols and you know, like the people that you, that are in the public eye would kind of like, you know, like because when you think about it, he had success. You know, and, and yeah, my... Smash Mouth was used in a lot of different movies and stuff. Yeah, so it's not like they were some kind of indie one-hit wonder band, right? Because, like, they were in the first Shrek movie, right? Yeah, and they were in the first Shrek movie, and I think they were like in Austin, one of the Austin Powers movies mm-hmm. or something. I, they were in a lot. Yeah, and you know, their song "All Star" is like the quintessential early two thousand song, right? Yeah, everybody knows that song. Everybody like, knows that song. There's not a single soul who doesn't know All Star. There's not a single soul who doesn't know All Star. So, like, yeah, you know, like whenever, whenever you think of success, this is success, and it's it's always kind of like baffled me. You know, like whenever you get there, and I guess it must be lonely at the top because I'm like, how do you, how do you reach this place, and then just like you're just not okay. I don't understand. And I guess it's kind of like a grass is greener situation. 
we don't know what they're going through. We don't know like what their life is like. We just assume that because they have success, they're doing well. Uh, so yeah, you know, kind of kind of a sad thing to see Steve go. I really, you know, wish in retrospect that he that he probably would have gotten things together. But I mean, you don't know what people are going through. The best thing you can do yeah. is be kind. You know. Because everybody's got their own struggles and like, you know, we, we have no idea what they are. And a lot of the times they won't say what they are. So, you know, well, sorry to see you go, Steve. That That's, you know, rest in peace. Um, And uh, the other one was Sheldon Mennery, who was, is credited as the creator of Magic the Gathering's popular EDH commander format. Uh, Mennery served as a level five magic judge until 2011. And he actually had heavy presence in the Magic the Gathering community. Uh, actually, uh, Menery would uh, make a lot of cameos on podcasts and on videos. Uh, one of the most popular YouTubers uh, that related to Magic is the professor from Tolarian Community College. And Menery would show up in his videos all the time. You know, so well, like... The, uh, the thing I sent you about it uh, was, uh, I believe it's Jimmy Wong and... Fuck, I can't remember the other guy's name. Yeah. But they're from the uh from Game Nights. The Game Nights. Yeah. And they, they were posting pictures of them with uh Sheldon. Yeah. And they were like expressing their condolences. Yeah, well I mean, yes, this is a sad and you know, we this is sad. This is a sad and we send our condolences as well. Uh he lost his battle to cancer after seven years. Dude, can you imagine? I don't want to imagine. This yeah, story. that's rough. I mean, like, yikes. Uh, just living with the constant, you know, like that on your on your head, like this entire time. It's just, oof, I don't, mm. like, I have a heart condition, but, you know, my heart condition leaves me alone from time to time. You know, like, it, like if I'm eating properly, if I'm exercising, if I'm properly hydrated, I don't feel it's anything. Say, you're not eating like spicy food apparently yeah so like i'm perfectly fine during those times sometimes it rears its head for no reason and i ha i kind of have to deal with it as it comes uh but you know like it, it's it's understood that it's never it's not gonna be the death of me unless i let it cancer is kind of a different story because this thing is actively trying to kill you and well, it's you trying to kill you, yes. honestly. Yeah, so it's... it's... it's your body that's, like, messing up. Yeah, it's your body that's messing up. So, like, it, it's it's rough to imagine that this is this is kind of where... What he had to deal with for seven years. You know, like, that. that's rough to, to picture. And, uh, you know, uh, again, you know, like, it, it's it's an icon of a community that we're, we're related to, you know? So it's it's sad to hear them go, and you know, like to think that this guy who wasn't even like a really an employee at Wizards of the Coast or like not part of the development team, uh, just a guy participating in a hobby that he loved, was the person who created what is probably like the most popular format in the card game. I was gonna say EDH is by far one of the most popular like Magic formats. Yeah, yeah, and then now it also has alternate. Uh, formats where people are making like 
the alternate formats of magic into alternate formats of edh as well now i kind of figured that it wasn't going to be like just a standalone thing yeah like you have different kinds of where it's like oh yeah well like this is competitive edh where you where you you try to win and then you have edh and now there's popper edh yeah where you're only allowed to use commons and uncommons yeah so just fun you know like i'm happy to see i'm not i'm not happy i'm happy to see the community outpour for this gentleman who you know just loved his hobby and made it better uh and you know it's it's sad news it really is um i I think that's one thing though that with gaming communities is it doesn't matter what the game is the community will always like rally together if someone passes away like this absolutely like i don't so Yu-Gi-Oh is kind of a young game so like we I don't think we've ever had that happen uh Kazuki Takahashi died <laughs> the creator of the game died yes I know that you but I was talking about like the content creators oh my god <laughs> uh, I guess okay that's on me because I wasn't clear but yes when Kazuki Takahashi died we all banded together like <laughs> Jeez. That was like the one time that Yu-Gi-Oh! players stopped being toxic for a moment. Like, we're not always toxic. We like to complain about the game, but it's only because we love it. You know, It was like a solid week that I got like nothing, but I'm changing my, my profile picture to this Yu-Gi-Oh! card because of Tsuku... Kazuki Takahashi, goddammit! <laughs> Takahashi had passed away, so I'm changing my profile picture to my favorite card. Yeah. Well, now that we've both made asses out of ourselves. <laughs> I've made my I've made an ass out of myself multiple times this stream. Uh, thank you for watching, everyone. Every time. Thank you for watching episode 19 of the of the Battle Phase podcast. I was about to call us the Nevermore Nerds. <laughs> Dude, that's what I always like every now and then when I do this the the intro. I'm always afraid. I'm like, I'm going to end up saying the Nevermore Nerds. I actually hope that he, he has me muted still. <laughs> not once have you not had me unmuted. Hey, well, I mean, no, I, I started unmuting you before myself now. So that way, if you want to take over like the intro, by all means. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Nevermore Nerds if you do that. Yeah, yeah. like It's, it's going to happen. For context, we used to be called the Nevermore Nerds when we existed in a different capacity in a different lifetime. Uh, now we're the Battle Face Podcast. And, you know, again, thank you for joining us for episode 19. We're happy to see you guys here. We're happy to see you guys listening to us on the podcasting platforms. Uh, you know, follow us on our socials. We're at the Battle Face on Instagram and threads. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Midnight Bard. And uh, Derringer is also on there somewhere. Yeah, SCS Derringer. At CS Derringer. <laughs> have it in the description. I do have it in the description. Uh, but, you know, the, the folks on the podcasting uh, podcasting platforms can't see our description. It's a different story over there. That's true. That's yeah. true. So, you know, like, thank you guys for joining us. As always, uh, we'll be back on Sunday for a different episode. Uh, other than that, uh, I have been the Midnight Bard. And I have been the Midday Derringer. And he has been the Midday Derringer. Adios! Goodbye.